So, <clears throat> hello, uh, this is Rona Shive of F Society ROC Podcast. I'm the moderator of this channel, and this is my live reaction to episode four to Payment Required. Um, this is a very low-key set-building episode, so it didn't have a lot of shocking stuff until about the end of the episode it really was just like moving the pieces around moving the players around and seeing where they were um one thing is you know tyra wellick wasn't in the episode vera was mentioned but it wasn't shown uh let's see who else is on the playbook we got dom <laughs> goddamn poor dom she cannot catch a freaking break uh, she goes in, does what she's supposed to do, does a convincing story about Santiago being a double agent, which is the truth. You know, build a, a lie off the truth, but she stated a different organization than the one he worked for. And she checks in with her handler, Janice, and she says, 99.9% sure. And uh, they're gone off the agent she talked to. Because they want 100%. <laughs> wow. And really what it was was down, I guess, being too honest. Like, she doesn't really know what the other guy is. It's like it's government in steps. She told the, the thing. He bought it. Perhaps we'll know when the next step is. And that wasn't good enough for Dark Ronnie. They just, you know, stage a suicide. And, whew. Yeah. It's interesting that the Dark Army has to keep gay jobs. I don't know that some old Cold War hand, uh, you know, handover or something or holdover, if you will, but it's really a taxidermist. Uh, Janice. So, yeah, Dom just ages off her game. She's talking to some Irish dude in the box and has the ability to disappear people that perks Dom up because maybe she needs to disappear or her mom needs to disappear. Maybe she can figure out how this guy disappears people. And then the whole Elliot Darlene thing is the, the, the basis of the whole problem of their relationship is they don't communicate to, to each other very well. Uh, Darlene never told him about Susan Jacobs because she was afraid of the way he was going to react. And you can see why. He's kind of a little explosive and just in general, Elliot is not a stable person. Um... And she even based some of her reaction off of the fact that the way he reacted to being told to Vera, which he doesn't even know she told him. Mr. Robot says he doesn't remember telling her. So there's a third personality. I've talked about that way in the past. I thought maybe as my personal theory that the third personality was going to be a merger of uh, Elliot and Mr. Robot, like the mega personality of those two together. That's going to be the third personality. Or... Uh, what was the theory? Or the possibility was that 
something completely, you know, separate or different. But I didn't think it was going to be Tyra Wellick. I didn't think that was going to be the case. But, oh, I thought it was maybe we, the friend, or really the third personality. Like, he's talking to himself. We weren't really a friend or imaginary. We were the third personality that he's trying to fill in. So, <clears throat> there's that. Um, <laughs> uh, somehow, Price does a narration about the how the world is basically going to end you know how the takeover if you will and it's just evil and icky and ooey it's like the like the it's done in the manner of like those documentaries those nature documentaries where you have like the soothing voice of a narrator telling you like the penguins doing this or uh meerkats like that and now it's an evil voice just breaking it down to you how the world got you know hoodwinked and cajoled and this mega corporation took over and <laughs> the thing about price is this yeah he's on team elliot now but he wouldn't be there if angela wasn't dead if angela somehow got saved if he somehow convinced angela not to fuck with white worlds then he wouldn't be there he wouldn't be helping elliot he would just go about doing the bidding of the group and in white roads but that's not the case. Um, he's there because basically Angela's dead and he's got nothing left to lose. And if seeing the destruction of White Rose somehow happens to happen before he loses his life, then he is more than happy about it. He does not think that Elliot is going to succeed in like any type of heist or even taking down the group. But if he destroys White Rose, he seems to be very content and happy. And I tweeted about that. Like he's only there because he didn't get his his way. Much like Deep Throat, if Deep Throat didn't get that promotion, uh, Nixon would still be president. That's all I'm saying. That's that's how really that story went. He wasn't like a ping of conscience. He wasn't really a whistleblower. He was somebody who got screwed out of a promotion, and he knows all his dirty nut stuff going on. And he's like he wanted to stick it back to the guy that didn't give him his promotion, and so. He basically said, fuck it, and took down the presidency, basically, out of spite. If he got that promotion, look, Nixon would have been president still. Just, that's just the way the way it would have gone. Uh, Price, again, if Angela hadn't died, he'd still be lockstep with White Rose. That's, that's the way it is, but that's not how it is right now. Uh, again, White Rose is focused on her project getting out. She's very pissed at the fact that uh, Price is trying to resign as CEO. And uh, that means this group has to come together to choose the next successor of Equal. Which, I wonder if that's what happened the first time around with the plane crash. Like, the plane crash was going to happen because the guy wasn't going to go along with the plan. And Price was chosen. So I wonder if they'll ever show a flashback scene of the, how Price got chosen before the next successor happened. This gives Elliot his 1% of 1% in a room. And still a timeline of 8 days with 13 episodes left going on. So we're on the clock here about stopping the Washington Township plants, being shipped out, taking these guys down, getting White Rose, all within 8 days. Yeah. Um... Don't really know how to feel about the physical death of Darlene and 
Elliot's mom. I mean, that aspect of the character wasn't really that much in the show. It's more the imaginary figure and just the the wake of basically uh, the experience of the abuse that her children experienced from her. Um, that we have seen more so than anything. I mean, I know we saw the imaginary effect towards the end there where the the little younger version of Elliot played by a different character now because time has progressed in the physical show world, you know, the filming world, um, spinning around in the chair. And we're in that same boardroom scene from the first season where Elliot meets Tyrell and he says, bonjour, and he has a meeting with the lawyers and he's get offered the job. And there are four seats there. So one for, I guess, the young kid, Elliot, Mr. Robot, and the, the fourth personality. Or the third personality of Elliot, which is really like the fourth personality. Um, it would be interesting to see how that manifests, what that personality looks like. Um, if there's a different physical characteristic of Elliot, like is it a entire different beam projection, like his father or somebody else? That would be interesting to know. Um, the tape thing wasn't really shocking, like who the mother day was for. It kind of made sense that it was going to be Angela's mother. You know, they're digging deep into the lore of the show and personal connections, and it wouldn't be that it wouldn't be surprising to me if that was the case. You know, when we listened to today the tape, we got the confirmation or the young version of Angela and Elliot and Darlene. Um, you know, doing like a Newsday report um, for Angela's mother, um, and I'm also not surprised that. Uh, Elliot's mother might have had that tape. She might have got it after Angela's death. Or not Angela's, Angela's mother's death. Or maybe Angela's mother kind of gave it to her. Who knows? But that was just a really interesting tidbit. And it's a way of keeping Angela, I guess, in the story. Because she does have this emotional wrecking point for the both of them. Um, Darlene, again, telling him about Susan Jacobs. It just kind of speeds the plot uh, forward. I was a little surprised that he didn't know beforehand, but it kind of makes sense. He was in jail, and they don't have a really strong communication. She was trying to be the head of our society and did some things. And like she said, she didn't know how he was going to react when he found out that basically she offered Susan Jacobs. And so now we're hoping that whatever, which I don't know what was kept because they scrubbed everything. You know, they burned all the, the hard drives and the disc and the tapes and everything to keep because they killed Susan Jacobs to to wipe stuff down. So it'd be interesting to see what she even kept and how that might help with the Cypress heist. Um, finally going to get beer from the previews. Do not know how he's going to factor into this show. He's such a curveball for the last season, the last minute. Maybe if there was another season, it'd be, it'd be cool. But I just, there's so much going on. Like, what is he doing here? Why is he here? I I, I don't know. Um, but for the most part, it was just chess chess building, moving pieces around, uh, going here, going there, adjusting some issues, clearing the air, getting people on the same page, and moving and progressing forward. Because uh, I said, know the White Rose has a bit of a temper. She did take down that that really beautiful Christmas tree. Um, you know, she can be petty. 
she doesn't think she can be very clever and very exacting and calculating. But this season, I have a very strong emotional reaction to a very unexpected thing. And I don't think she can off price right now because that probably against the rules. And um, I think even she has to answer to people in some sense to the group. But we will see. We'll see as the season progresses. Again, I don't know where things are going to go, but third personalities to take away from this, this episode. White Rose does have an emotional point. Like, there's things you can push, buttons you can push. And that might give just a slight bit of edge to Team Elliot. Darlene's back on board. He still hasn't told her exactly for sure that Angela's dead, but I think she kind of knows that Angela's gone. And, um, that's pretty much it. Um, I will have a review up by Tuesday, the full breakdown of the, the, the episode. Um, and I'll tag the, my third personality from back in the day, early on, like season one or season two, I did a, a theory about that. But that's it for now. <sighs> Not quite the tension builder that the uh, first premiere is, but I guess not all of us are. And it was just weird watching it because the commercials. Um, but, yeah. So, that's it for now. I'm Horosha Shai, Step Society RC podcast. Um, logging off this channel, and I will see you guys Tuesday.